Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you'll find several speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Tim. Hi, I'm Tim, compulsive overeater. Hi, Tim. Everybody hear me? Okay. Um, So that's, I just have to share. Okay. No readings. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, I am back uh, from relapse. uh, Coming up next month will be seven years, and I'm down 90 pounds. So that's just to qualify. Um, Man, I use food um, just... It was it was my best friend. It my food never has never ever ever let me down, and um, I grew up uh, in the Midwest. And um, you know there were two things that we had to do to get by in our family. I, I grew up in a big family. I was the oldest boy, and we had to work, and we had to do well in school. I did not like I did not like school, and I didn't like to work. And um, you know my father and I we pretty much fought. From the time I was like seven or eight years old till the time I left left the house, and the one thing that made everything better was food, and it always worked. Uh, I had no problem. I was uh, um, the oldest boy, so I bullied my younger brothers and sisters for their food. If it was something good, and because they, they sat right next to me, I would just take their. Food. I had no problem, and my dad would do the same to me. That's why I still eat very fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because my dad would take my food, and I would just it would just go right down the line. And um, uh, at school, I was I was a bully as well, um, and that lasted till about um, when, when I went to high school. As you can see, I never got the big growth spurt. Everybody else seemed to. I went from a, a, a farm school that had I think twenty kids in our class to an all boys Catholic high school, and I was one of the smallest kids. And that's when I, you know, when I couldn't bully people, that's when I turned to drugs and alcohol. Um, I started drinking in high school, and it worked for a long, long time. Weight was uh, still my issue. I was, I, was always, I was always just a husky, you know. Um, but I used sports. I used work. I used whatever. Um, I could still eat and maintain the weight. Um, that lasted till college. Um, Basically, I was no longer, uh, I didn't have the physical skills to keep up or the, or the desire to, to play sports competitively. So if I wasn't going to do it competitively, why do it at all? And so um, uh, that, and then the weight started coming on in college. And, you know, I would go up a little bit and then down a little bit. It was 20 pounds. I mean, I think maybe the freshman 20 to 40 for me. And, um, you know, I drinking, alcohol, drugs, all that stuff. I love that stuff because, again, you know, I fought the world. I never accepted the world for what it was. You know, these are the things you have to do to get by. I was like, well, I just want to do what I want to do to get by. And when I failed, which I always did, what made me feel better was food, drugs, and alcohol. Um, and thank goodness, um, you know, the, I would uh, gain weight and lose weight to get a girlfriend. Because, of course, you had to have a girlfriend and, you know... Um, and then I would gain the weight again. I would get lazy again. It was almost like, you know, oh, yeah, I caught one, and then I would get lazy and lose one. But every time it was a little bit more, um, I would gain a little bit more weight. And so when I was 
28 or 29, thank goodness the drugs and alcohol kind of just stopped working. They just, they, they really did stop working. I would still be doing them if they worked. Um, and, you know, that was, a, for me, it was a real miracle in my life that I didn't need to go and, and go all the way down that road. Um, but man, food really dropped. I mean, the hammer dropped with the food after that point. After there was no drugs and alcohol, food was the only thing I could turn to that really worked. And it worked well. Um, and again, with, with, the, with the, the girlfriends, it was like up and down, up and down. And now I'm probably about 260. And, um, uh, um, you know, in therapy, things aren't working. And, I, and I'm trying to make them work. And, um, you know, my therapist got me into 12-step programs. And he got me into Al-Anon because I grew up in a family. There was a lot of drinking, a lot of, a lot of chaos. And um, he was like, you know... You're, and all the women that I dated were, were alcoholics, and I would try to keep up with them. I just couldn't. And, um, and I, the only reason I went into Al-Anon was because if I dated another one, I would know how to handle it. And so, okay. So I went in there, and um, I was 260, and, you know, I couldn't I, – I remember I couldn't walk the dog. My back hurt so bad. I couldn't walk the dog, and – I, I, and I, I don't know, I started to run, and, I'm, and I did, never ran a 5K or a 10K. I signed up for the, the Chicago Marathon. I'm like, oh, I'll run the Chicago Marathon. This is a, and, and, and I remember the old-timers in, in Allen, they were like, you just keep doing that. You just keep running. That's fine. You know, you're just substituting one thing for another, but this is healthier than, you know, going out and dating alcoholics. So they were happy. I was running, and, I mean, I lost a lot of weight. And, uh, um, you know, the next thing, it was like um, – Okay, I did the marathon. What next? I, you know, I couldn't, again, go to run a 5 or 10K because that was boring. I need that, I need that energy. And so that's when I did the Ironman triathlon. I did that. I did the Ironman triathlon. They wouldn't take that. You have to qualify for those things. You, you've got to do the small ones. I'm like, no. Is there any way I can do it? Well, they were like, well, they have these charity things. If you pay a certain amount of money, they'll let you run. And I'm like, sign me up. And so, you know, I, I would have got paid $1,000. I'd never ridden a bike. I mean, I've ridden a bike, but I'd never ridden, ridden a bike for distance. I'd never swam. And I'm like, because I knew if I went back to just sedentary, the weight was coming on. And so I did that. And then, you know, that's what was next. I mean, you know, this is 13 hours of exercise in, in one day. And I'm like, what, what's, where's the next thing? Because if I stop, I'm in trouble. So that's when I pulled a geographic and moved out here to Los Angeles. And, um, you know, I was a new, a new challenge. And it kept me, you know, sober with the food for a while. And it was a white knuckle sober. And, uh, you know, I worked in, in a business where they feed you all the time. They're going to work you like a dog, but you're gonna, they're going to feed you. And so I was like, well, yeah, this is great. I can eat pizza at night. They're going to bring it to me, too. And, and then I started gaining the weight. And um, I was still in Al-Anon. And White Flag Walter, you know, he, uh, he was like, yeah, you remind me a lot of, a lot of me. You know, I used to do a lot of, of, of uh, bike riding. And I'm like, really? And, of course, I was gaining weight at the time. And I was going back to do another Chicago Marathon, which was boring. You know, I was, like, training. And I couldn't really – I was gaining weight while I was training. <laughs> which is a little discouraging. Um, and so I went back there, and I did the marathon. And my best thinking was, all oh, my family was there. And we get along at, at 3,000 miles away. We could see each other for short periods of time. And, you know, it's light and polite. And, uh, um, 
so we get along. They, everybody went. They were, my brothers and sisters were running it too and all that stuff. And they went down and did the, um, uh, had dinner. Well, my best thinking the night before was to have a large pizza in my room. You know, that's, that's carbo loading. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, it didn't turn out too well the next day. And, uh, you know, I swore I'm going to go back and I'm going to, and I never really was a dieter. You know, I was either one end of the extreme or the other, but I actually was going to try a diet. I read a book in the airport. I'm on my way back to Los Angeles. I'm going to get this. And it lasted till about noon on Monday. And uh, I was like, okay. I came in, I came into OA and, uh, you know, I really saw right away that I can't handle certain foods. You know, there was flour and there was sugar immediately. It was like, I cannot handle these foods. And so, uh, you know, I had that. I, I was like, okay, so I'm going to work the steps in Al-Anon and I'm going to work the, uh, the food program in OA. I, you know, because again, at the time, I, what I heard, and again, I know whatever, I, maybe no one said this, but what I heard was Al-Anon is the graduate 12-step program. Well, I don't know what OA was, but I really did not want to be here. Put it that way. And so, um, um, I would I would was working both programs and it, it worked out great for a while and then my life got really good. it got good lost the weight trapped another one you know got another girl you know I was I was off and running the work was really starting to kick in I moved out it was this was maybe three years four years into being out here at this point and now the uh, you know it takes a while to get you know um, the connections in the business and I had them and so I'm working a lot and. I would remember I would I would leave I w- would go to the 7:30 meetings every morning over in in the, in the valley and I would leave the the meeting early to get over to spin class because it was the perfect balance a little bit of program and a little bit of exercise and it was all Tim's plan and you know slowly but surely I got out of the pack I got out of the herd because I never wanted to be here in the first place and um, you know because I had my plan and I was working my plan and slowly it was like well. You know, I could just do the spin classes, and I'll go to, I'll just go to Allen on, you know, I had the new which foods to stay away from. Now I'll just work the the, the twelve steps, and and I've already done my, you know, uh, uh, inventory and all that stuff. Um, and sure enough, you know, I married her, I married the girl, and I was gaining weight the whole time. You know, I mean, I got her. Now I'm like, now I can just eat and be lazy, because um, that's that's my mo. And uh, um, sure enough, I was it. I was. Uh, I got up to 280 pounds, and, um, you know, I, I, was, I don't stick around. You know, people say that one thing I did right was I stick around. For me, the one thing I did right is I ate. Uh, that's, that, that is what I'll take credit for. I ate the food. I, you know what? I was like, my wife, every once in a while, she'd be like, you know, maybe you want to go back to OA. At first, she thought it was extreme. This is too restrictive, three meals a day, nothing in between. That is restrict. I'm like... Then she saw the difference. <laughs> she saw the pendulum swing, and she's like, maybe you want to go back to that. Um, and, you know, I wasn't ready. I truly was not ready. Uh, the food hadn't done its job yet. And um, on May 5th, it did. I don't know. On May 4th, I ate so much because I'm like just a quantity eater. I eat until there's a little bit more room. I eat again. And when there's a little bit more room, I eat again. I don't stop eating. And so, um, um, I, you know, and that, that's what, it made me feel better. It, life was so, in my mind, it was so tough. I wasn't getting what I wanted. I wasn't getting what I deserved. The only thing that made me feel better was the food. And it really did. And man, when I, when I, I threw up that night in my mouth, and I'd never done that before, I don't, and it was just like, okay, now I know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't say I was done. I was just like, I, this is, your plan isn't working anymore. 
You know, my idea was to lose the weight. I'm going to come back and show you Tim's plan. Um, and, you know, that was what I was going to do. Well, that plan failed. And so I came back into the rooms. Um, I immediately got a sponsor. So I've, I've had two sponsors in the room, and I, I've had them both twice. <laughs> you know, um, and so I came back in, got my original sponsor, and, you know, it just didn't, the clarity wasn't there. And I kind of knew that I needed somebody just real clear, had real clear uh, abstinence, had real clear parameters around his food, and um, um, was able to express that. And so um, I, I changed uh, sponsors, and, and one of the questions he asked me, he's like, okay, so you've been around for the past 30 days, you've been abstinence. He goes, what have you put on your plate? And as soon as you put it on your plate, you were already looking for the second helpings. I'm not saying that you took them, but you were already looking for the second, you were already looking for more of something. That one portion is not going to be enough. And I knew right away, I knew it was for me, it was, I knew flour and sugar before, it was the, but it was rice and it was potatoes. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, but, I mean, it's potato salad, it's not baked potatoes, I can eat a baked potato. And he's like, you know, you probably can't, you might get away with it. But he goes, are you done? Are, you know, are, do you want to lose again? Because you will eventually lose, that's a guaranteed promise. And I can promise you the opposite is true. If you don't pick these up, they will never, ever, ever be a problem. If you don't pick up your alcoholic foods, food will never be a problem. You'll have a lot of problems, but food will not be one of them. You know? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I was just, I, at that point, I was done. I was like, okay. Now, I've had other foods become a problem, and they had to be set aside. But the honesty and the openness, I was, I was just done with Tim's plan. Because Tim's plan always ended up at 260, 280, whatever it was. Even my best thinking. And um, so um, I, I, I immediately put those down. And that, that freedom for the past seven years, it really has been, I, if it's not an option, it's not a problem. I don't, uh, like you were talking about obsessing about the cake. It's like, I, you know, I take my kids to, you know, one, we had ballet this morning, and then uh, we went to this uh, donut shop afterwards, and they were getting their whatever. And all of them were sitting, it never once it occurred to me that, like, oh, this would be, this is a good idea. I mean, it's freedom. Those things aren't an option for me. Um, you know, one plate of food is a very simple, very, what do you call it, very simple parameter. And as long as it fits on that plate, it's mine. And I'm okay with that. If I'm willing to stack the plate high, and for other people to see it, then it's mine. I've had people comment that that's part of the deal. You know, that's part of the medicine that I must take that people are going to sometimes com- comment about my food. And that's okay. Um, you know, for six years, what I did was um, uh, I packed my food. I, went to, I, I work in an industry where they provide you with all the food that you want. And for six years, I, could, I was not to be trusted. I will make bad food choices. So I just packed all my food with me. Uh, it became the easiest thing I ever did. Yes, I spent probably, I don't know, 100, 150 bucks a week for my own food when it was all free over there. But what was the price I was willing to pay? There was never a budget. When it came to, like, a binge, I never said, well, I can't spend that money. Yeah, I'm not going to, I can't buy that because that's out of my, out of my price range. Once, I was, once, the, once the food was coming, it was, I, I, money didn't matter. I just ate. And so, um, you know, I, I had to buy all the Tupperware containers. I had to buy all the scales. I had to buy the cooler and all that stuff. And I did it resentfully. I did. But I did it because it was, it was asked of me. It was, it was much easier than the alternative of making choices with food. 
Uh, now, seven years in, it's a different story. There, I do, you know, there are very clear parameters around my food, but I go and I, I get my plate of food for lunch, and that's what I get. And I, can, I feel comfortable with that now, but I, could, I wasn't comfortable with that for six years. Um, and so, working the program, um, I no longer have to... Working the 12 steps of the program have totally changed my perception uh, of what life is. Um, I do not, I no longer need food. The reasons that I ate and used drugs and alcohol and bullied people, I no longer need to change the world to suit what I want. I can, it's okay. The world is going to be, is going to unfold exactly as it should. And I just have to get in that stream and go along with it. It's not always what I want. I can still put my two cents in there for what I want. But I, I don't have to fight to get it. You know, I can't, and I was talking to Aaron before, when I get in positions of power, I'm, I'm, I'm getting promoted in, in, my, uh, um, in my industry, and big character defects come out when that, when that happens. The food isn't affected, thank goodness. But big character defects come out I want more. Once you give me something, I want more. I want to steal things. I really do. I would, I mean, I just, I, it doesn't matter. I want to acquire more things to make me, it makes me feel safe. I don't know. Um, lying, all those characters, more. And once I start down that path of more, it becomes very hard to live a spiritual life. I don't know that I can handle, I might have to just continue to be of service and not be in a position of power. I, I don't know. That, that, that'll have to be discussed as I get. It's not going to, I hope I never pick up the food because the drive for success is on. I don't, I hope not, I, today I won't. That's all I can guarantee. I don't know what's, what tomorrow's going to bring for me. Um, and as long as I stay in these groups and stay honest and current with the people in here, I don't feel the need for it. But if I separate myself from the herd, if I stop talking about these things, um, if I stop talking about the food, um, then I think I will, because I've got I do have I've got the I've got a great life I've got a great job I've got wife I've got kids I've got you know um, I, I mean I don't have plenty of money but I'm okay you know um, and my plan will take me right out of these rooms that you know I don't need to get up early and go to that meeting I don't I'm too busy um, and you know what the the great thing about that is is you know having a sponsor. And having sponsees and being accountable to everybody, and you know, one one of the big things that changed for me is um, um, when I was first back in program. You know, I was like, you go you go to the meetings and you hear a lot of things and there's revelations and things like that. And that kind of, after a year or so, two years, that the, the revelations kind of stop and you know they're not as big. Every once in a while, you hear something that's like, oh, that's really profound. And I remember saying, so this is a, this is a. a um, I said something like, this is a, a boring meeting or something like that to, to, to somebody. And they said, well, you know, because the reason it's boring is because you're looking to get something from it mm-hmm. instead of looking to give something. And, you know, I, in the past couple of years, I haven't been to a boring meeting, you know, because it, it is that mindset is I, you know, what this was freely given to me there. The, the, the rooms were always there and available to me. You know, the 730 meeting is there every morning, you know. And now there might only be five people on a weekday, but there's a hundred, you know, 75 to 100 there tomorrow morning, you know, and they talk about an abstinence and a sobriety with food, 
you know, um, I go to breakfast with a, with a group of gentlemen um, that, you know, we treat, uh, we talk about food like the way the alcoholic talks about alcohol. It's just, you know, talking about, you know, uh, you know, the life and death struggle that we're in. You know, it's a slow, it's a slow, painful thing um, sometimes for, for us. Um, and I know there's, there's, there's a few people that, uh, in, that we've, that have left the rooms. Um, and, you know, I, I could be those guys. I could easily be those guys without the 12, without the, uh, the 12 steps, without a conscious contact with a higher power. Um, because on my own, Tim's ideas get in and they, and they, they're not good ideas. They're not healthy ideas. They're not we ideas. They're me ideas. You know, they're all, I want what I want when I want it. And, um, you know, um, a spiritual connection is the only thing that slows that down, that, that gets in between me and the action, between my idea and the action. Um, so, the, 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 the promise that, that my sponsor made me, you know, seven years ago, guaranteed me, as long as I don't pick up the food, I won't have a food problem. It's been true. It's been an absolute bedrock of, of my, what do you call it, of, of the program. And um, I'm, I'm glad that I was, uh, was done with, with, with food. Because it really, in the past seven years, my life has changed profoundly, and I couldn't have done it without you guys. So, you know, thank you very much for being here, and um, I guess we got some time for some questions. Plenty of time for questions, in fact. Um, thank you. Sure. The question is, what do I do when I want to binge? Um, that hasn't been an issue for me recently, but when I was first back in program, um, I remember asking my sponsor what uh, what his food plan was, because of course I knew coming back in that you eat you ate three meals and nothing in between. He's like, no, he goes, I eat three meals and two snacks every day, no matter what. It's not like they weren't optional snacks. He ate three meals, two. He ate what he ate, and he ate that every day. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I get to have two snacks and three meals. I'm like, great. I, there should be no and, – and he approved all my foods before. And he said, this is a good plate size. This is all good. And he goes, if it fits on that plate, it's yours. You should never physically be hungry from point A in time to point B in time. If you are, there's something else going on. And the only way to stop that is by connecting with something other than yourself. Now, that could be your higher power. That didn't work for me. I, I, I never stop and pray. <laughs> I, that's just, that's, as, of, as, of, as of this point in my recovery, I still don't do that. I don't still think, oh, yeah, that's right. I've got to talk to my higher power. That's, I, the only thing I do is I, I, I uh, uh, call other people. Listen, I'm hungry. It's two hours till my snack, and I'm already hungry. And that's all I do is I just put it out there. And somehow it loses its power. You know, there was a, um, I'm not sure if, if people on this side know, Joe C., um, uh, I would text him saying, uh, it's an hour till my snack. And, you know, he would t- he'd send me pictures of donuts. You know? He would send me pictures of donuts. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's what you would do. You'd be like, what the hell is it? You know, that's a, and you would laugh. And then it, what, you weren't alone, you know. The, 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 the stru- somehow, I don't know why it works. It just does work. And that's the thing is the steps for me, 
I didn't believe that doing and those things would somehow put my life in order again because I thought I had to make money. I had to do things. I had to acquire things. I had to get a wife, whatever it was. But no, no, we're not going to focus. We're going to focus over here. We're going to clean some house. We're going to talk about your character defects and we're, and we're going to find a spiritual way of life. And this is going to take care of itself over here. You know, and that's what it was. I no longer, there were, the need, that, that urgency to eat wasn't there anymore. And so when I, when I was hungry, because it was never, I was never trapped by like this, I need pizza type of thing. It was like, I'm just hungry. I don't know why I'm hungry. So I need to get rid of that. I need to let somebody else know that I'm just hungry. That's it. And the great part about the, 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 the uh, communications that we have nowadays, you can text, you can call. I could put out a text message to 10 people, and I'm sure enough, somebody's going to text me back saying, oh, yeah, that's, you know, uh, hey, how about, how about hey, having a Diet Coke? How about a cup of coffee? How about a glass of water? You know, instead of eating. And then, of course, you're there. You're at that, you know. And I eat three, I still eat three meals and two snacks, so literally should be no more than three hours between my meals anyway. You know, and what is it? 27 days till you starve or something like that? You can go 27 days without food? I think I can kind of make it two hours, you know? So. Yes. Uh, the question was how. Uh, what is my relationship with my higher power and how I develop that? Um, you know, it, um, my higher power started off. It really did as the clock. It it was it always moved forward. Only in movies does it move backwards. My and my next meal was always one second closer, and I could absolutely count on that. It really was. I was. I remember looking. at it, I'm like, oh, I, mean, I, mean, I got I got another hour to lunch, and it's like, oh, the clock now it's 59 minutes, and yes, but it was always it was always moving forward. And then it, for a long time, it was it was my sponsor. He was my higher power because it was like whatever he said seemed to work out. I mean, if he said something and he said, well, I, you know, I think you, you might want to try this. I, that's what I did. Because I had really, you know, for up to 39 years, had screwed up my life. Not, not with just with the food, but my wife was afraid of me. I mean, we'd only been married for five years at this point. I mean, yeah, five years at this point. And, well, maybe three. And she was already afraid of me. Because my emotions were so out of hand. I think it, at, at the time, I had actually hit my daughter, who was only six months old. You know? That's who I am. That, in me on my own, the world is a big and scary place. And so I was just like, oh, well, okay. Once I saw that I was a weak and frightened and scared person, and that this is how I coped with life, then, then I could, oh, so once it was, then it was my act. And now it's like a friend. Now it's, it's not the big world God. It's not the big, taking care of the big, big problems God. It's a, it's a friend. It's a friend that wants the absolute best for me. You know, and it's like, oh, that's right. He's, he's there to support me. He's there to encourage me along. You know, anything that I need, he's right there for me. I don't always connect with him, but he is there. You know, and I can block that out. Or I could continue to continue to open and see more and more of him. You know, we have the ability as compulsive overeaters and addicts to block off our higher power, to pull the shades back and eat the food. Or we can open it up, but the sun's still there. And so um, I can continue. I'm, every day it's a struggle, you know, because what I do in the morning, I get down on my knees and I pray 
you know, oh, I, I get my coffee made first, get down on my knees and pray, you know, and I do my writing. You know, that's how I connect with, you know, I, I'm accountable from, with my food to my sponsor. You know, I, I talk about what's going right in the day. I talk about what my plan for the day is. And I talk about, really importantly, is what is keeping me from peace. Because anything long-term that keeps me from peace, I'm going to eat over. That's what, that's because that's what a compulsive, that's what I do. But thank goodness, it's one or two days. It's one or two days of things that bother me. Oh, this, and we have have to work nights next week. Oh, okay. I just write them, they're stupid. They're stupid. But I just write them down anyway, because somebody needs to know that. Because if I chew on them for a while, then I'm going to, I'm going to turn them into a reason to eat. So, my higher power could be anyone but me, you know. Um, it could be a newcomer in the room, just just there, just there to listen to me. So, that's that's what I do. How have you made amends to your wife? <laughs> do I have to repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> how have I made my amends? How how have I made my amends to my wife? Um, I you know. I, I, I hope I'm not as scary. I hope I'm not as scary as I was on my own. Um, I can still be um, a demanding person. Um, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I made my official amends and how my sponsor and I talked about it, but how do I make a daily amends every day to her? Um, I don't know. That's a really good, that's a good question. I can't, uh, I can't, I'll have to ask her. Um <laughs> Um, because uh, on my own, I, that's not something that comes to mind to me that I need to make a, uh, I'll ask her. That's a good question. I'll ask her tonight and, uh, I'll report back. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned, uh, people commenting about your food and dealing with that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, uh, the question was, is when people comment about my food, um, how do I respond? Um, you know, not nicely. Um, really, not nicely. Uh, that is something that I still take very seriously. Um, uh, I've had to make amends for what I've said to people. Because uh, uh, I remember my brother, my cousin or brother-in-law or something made, made some comment about the size of my salad. And, um, you know, I use harsh words right, right, right in front of his daughter. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, I... I uh, Actually, threatened people's jobs um, because they made they made a comment about how much was on my plate, and I said, "Listen, I said if you make, I said you can. I'm, I'm going to tell you one time. I said you can continue to make comments about my food, but you won't be back on this job again." And that was the last thing he said. You know, I wish I, I wish I could. You know, now that I step back from it and see it, I wish I could have said it nicer. But I'm very clear on. Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, um, if they say it and they're, they're in charge of me, I just, you know, walk away. Um, but I'm very clear on this is my food, and I'm very still very sensitive about that. I wish I wasn't as sensitive, but I am. So, um, yeah, I, I, I have men's to make in that situation. <laughs> I, you know, I still do. And uh, I'm okay with that. I don't, uh, the, the thing is I don't eat over it. You know, I am not, I'm, I'm not a, 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 a bad person. I'm, I'm just a sick person, and that's one of the very, very hot spots for me. And it still is. It's still, it's still a thing. But uh, you know, I don't get to eat over that today. Um, and and I, I've been told it's better to make. Uh, it's better to 
Uh, what is it? Have, ha, ha, give a resentment, then have one. So, <laughs> so in that situation, they, they might they might have their feelings hurt, but uh, I'll, I'll get to make that amends. Hi, could you speak a little bit about how you work the twelve steps, or how the steps are actually part of your program? How I work the twelve steps? Uh, okay, so the question was: Is how do I uh, work? The 12 steps. Um, I've worked through the 12 steps in the inventory process. I've worked it, um, let's, I think um, I worked it once in Al-Anon, and I've worked it twice here in OA. I've worked it once out of the big book, and then once out of, I believe they're the 160 uh, questions for the uh, fourth step. Um, How do I work them on a daily basis today? Um, because the way the way I interpret the book is once you've done the steps, it's living in ten, eleven, and twelve. How I live the um, uh, the tenth step is you know I continue to take. I, I send in a tenth step every day to my sponsor um, and uh, clean up the, the parts of, of the the things that I need to make amends for. Um, I pray and meditate on a daily basis, and I continue to sponsor and be sponsored. Uh, you know, working with other people. It is, that's, for me, is the most important person is talking to another compulsive overeater about the feelings that we have because it it is that connection. It helps me not feel alone. It makes it so much easier not to eat when I know I'm not alone, when I know someone else is dealing with the same thing, that somebody feels that food is their best friend, that never let them down. And we get let down a lot. We get let down a lot in, in this world. You know, it's not a fair, it's not always pretty, but I don't have to turn to the food to, to what he called it, to, to have that experience. And it's the same, and for me, it's the same experience. The mind actually slows down and stops chattering when I'm being of service to another person, when we're talking about food and our feelings. You know, it's funny because food did that for me. You know what else did that for me? Exercise did that for me. For the longest time, uh, I could I could use exercise um, to shut off the mind because I like to exercise at full blast. Um, you know, I like the spin classes or whatever because you are at the end of it. The way I did it, it, it was this is 45 or 50 minutes of intense, go 100% as long as you can, and then afterwards, for just a short period of time, the mind would shut down. The mind would just, because all you were doing is breathing. But I know I like that. And the mind would stop chattering and gnawing. You should be doing this and that. And you got to do this and you're this. And, you know. But food did that for me, too. Because food would just anesthetize me enough to, oh, you don't, you know, it would just calm down. And then the voice would come back. Well, now what does it for me is the 12 steps. It is, it is working with other people. It is not being on my own. It's not being in my own head. It is being of service. You know, talking to other people. Um, that's, for me, is, is the great part, is, is really talking to the, the newcomers. Because they, get, they have some really great plans. And I love hearing their plans. You know, their plans with food are just like, that's awesome. That's great. I, I, if I would have thought of that when I was out eating, I would, would not be here. You know? Um, and, but it just reminds just you know, it's that, oh, yeah, someone else feels the same exact way. You know, what food did for me for the longest time. So thank you very much. It's uh, 620.